Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain, Bradley Burrows and guests. Hello and welcome to the NZ Tech Podcast. We are at episode 13. We are a teenager at last. Finally made it. You know we're going to have problems in this one because it's unlucky 13. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm, I feel like I'm feeling lucky. Well, I'm feeling pretty happy. We're in our new studios. I know. It's, it's all cool. Flash. It's, it's a great setup, actually. I'm very impressed with all the work you've done, Skip. It's rocking. So, yeah, we have our own studio now for the podcast. If everything holds together, it's going to be great. Hopefully not too much falls to pieces. Oh, oh. The, the studio will be fine. It's just the gear might break. So <laughs> Who we, knows? So we, we're, just, we're running this entire studio tonight off my Windows phone. Because we have no wireless in here, so we've set that up as an access point. So if so you're listening yeah. to this, it worked well. Yeah, and, and that, that's it. I mean, there's a little uh, tip for players. Uh, when you're building Wi-Fi for studios, where the walls are around about two or three feet thick of wood. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. It won't work. No. Yeah. But you need one inside. So we'll, uh, we'll do that for next week. Good. So uh, on the podcast this week, as usual, we have myself, Paul Spain. You've got Bradley Burrows. And Skip Parker. Good, good. Well, let's dive into the news of the week. Yes. What have we got, guys? I've seen um, some interesting news around um, the market share out there for various uh, operating systems. Yeah, for New Zealand. So this has all come out this week, and um, for the, the first time, Windows 7 has overtaken Windows XP, and Vista was way down there, um, but it's now 31% of the market for New Zealand now, which is... Really, really interesting. It's had a huge jump. Uh, Max jumped up from nine percent to thirteen percent. Yeah, the the uh, or ten to th- from ten to thirteen percent. So yep. it's it's definitely you know we're seeing quite a bit of growth there on the Mac front as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's I think it's obviously as people now want to install you know IE nine and start to use sort of their hardware to get the most out of it. Windows seven is obviously starting to take over a little bit there, which is good to see. It's good to get people off Win XP. I have to admit. Yeah, it's just such an old operating system, really long in the tooth. It's uh, it's about time. I, I would have thought we'd have seen more decline in the Vista stakes. To be honest, look, there was a lot of um, yeah. I, I saw it from both sides, and it was quite fun. Um, did you guys hear about the Mojave project at all? Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, so what this was was in San Francisco. They ran Microsoft ran a whole lot of. Um, uh, feedback sessions and they showed this new OS to a whole lot of people and these people didn't know what it was and they were showing them all the bits and pieces and these were sort of XP users or yep. Mac users or whatever yeah the mixture yeah. San Francisco yeah. so it's quite a here at the time it would have been heavy Mac users I would have mm. seen in that area and they showed them all the new features of the time at Vista and XYZ they didn't tell them what the operating system was and at the end of it they said by the way this is Windows Vista and you should see the the look on these people's faces. It's <laughs> hilarious. But there was a lot of perception out there. I mean, look, it wasn't because people best. really liked it, right? They showed this yeah, demo yeah, they, off. They and people it. were like, "Oh, we want this operating system." And they said, "Well, actually, it's already out. This is Windows at the Vista. time it was Vista." Yeah. yeah, and so people were sort of quite gobsmacked. So while there were some major issues with it, there was also, I think, a lot of media beat up about how bad it really was. But um, there's a uh, no mistake that Windows Seven is just lovely compared to it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, it's, just so, it. it's so snappy. They've done some cool stuff. So, yeah, so if, um, what I'll do is up on the NZ Tech Podcast uh, website, I'll, up, I'll put the link to the site, and it's actually got a lot of interesting data around. We're, you know, oh, we yeah. keep promising to put stuff up oh, on the NZ Tech Podcast site, and then we don't get around to it. So for all those who we have promised stuff to in the past, one of the big ones is the article is coming uh, on, on how to use Netflix via US VPN. That's, that's my uh, fault. Working on that, so uh, Brad and I are going to get that nailed over the last few days because we've been hassled from 
many directions, um, and including uh, Twitter, I think, was the last one. So um, we will nail that. And, um, yeah, let, it, let us know if we've said we'll give you something and we don't end up putting it up. So feel free to hassle us. Sorry, hassle over. Keep yeah. going, Brad. That's all right. No, so so, <laughs> so this stats website goes through, and I mean, Skip, you were using it this week for a project you're working on, but you're able to drill down. There's some really interesting stuff around what's going on in New Zealand with the IT market. Yep. So the one for me at the moment is the social networking stuff. What is happening with social networking tools? And I, I mean, I, you look at it and you go, ah, it'd be Facebook and Twitter. Mm, actually, it's not. What is it? StumbleUpon's actually really big. So what is StumbleUpon? So StumbleUpon's like a it's, a, it's a bit of a URL shortening service, but it's also a, um, I'm bored and I need to find some t- websites around a specific topic so I can flick between websites. So if I'm promoting content into the web space, uh, I really need to get my head around how StumbleUpon works. And it's got this really great API and I can start submitting web links and content into the space. So that's what I've been um, looking at and thinking, oh, you know, maybe I need to focus this particular part of the project and looking at doing stumble upon yeah, interesting yeah yeah there, yeah there was a whole range of stats there were stats for you know what browsers people are using i thought that was quite interesting because chrome in new zealand was up to around 20 percent i think which was a, a pretty impressive share i think that's a lot bigger than what they are in most markets um so google's doing really well with that uh, yeah, and there were a bunch of other stats around OSs and, and, and the like. So, yeah, very very helpful uh, site. So, yeah, we'll definitely put that one up. Yeah, no, I've already got the link here, and I've sent myself a little note to make sure I email Paul tonight with the information we need. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's been an update uh, come through. This one is specific to Windows users. I don't think it impacts Mac users, but a recent no. uh, update from Adobe with uh, with Flash, which runs on pretty much 99 point whatever percent of, of computers. Um, the latest update to that is is causing a bit of havoc, right? Yeah, it's a bit of evil, actually. So, I, look, I got a bit, a bit of a shout-out to um, Nigel Parker, who put me onto this. So, basically, what it is, the latest um, Adobe Flash update, if you're running Windows 7 and got IE9, which, obviously, by looking at the, the stats, there are quite a few people that are starting to do that. Um, what it causes is any Flash videos... Normally where it plays like inlaid into, into the browser, it causes that to pop out and float around the screen and you can't get rid of it. <laughs> and it gets really, really annoying. And I actually had this bug and, and I got shown how to fix it. You've got to go to the Adobe site and hidden away on the right-hand side is a little thing that says, um, if you are having an issue right now with Intel integrated drivers, click here to fix it. And you install it. Two seconds later, everything works fine. Wow. But, um, yeah, it's, so it's all... Integrated Intel um, video chips, which is most laptops these days have yep. an Intel or an NVIDIA on there pretty much. Um, so, yeah, you want to get that out there. If you're experiencing the problem, it's the uh, the Adobe Flash update. Good. Oh, good tip. Thanks for that. Now, Adobe. I just can't get over it, eh? <laughs> Man, how many times has Flash caused us grief? Well, yeah, look at Steve Jobs. He really does not like it. No, he doesn't like it. No, he does not like it. certainly not one of Apple's favourite products. (laughs) I mean, if it was, we'd see it on every iPhone and every iPad. They would have bought it by now. And and it's not. Yeah, they would have bought it. It's banned. But there you go. (laughs) Now, some some interesting, uh, talking of of Apple, uh, there's been a bit of interesting stuff in the news around this... um, Malware, these sort of virus things that are getting into um, quite a few Macs recently. Yeah, we're, we're, that, that's been pretty messy, hasn't it? In terms of, you yeah. know, there were a couple of aspects. The way Apple have sort of responded 
initially, and then that you know they've sort of um, you know then made some some recent changes to that. I think there's two parts to it. I think the way the Apple's responded is, is one issue, and yeah. then the actual technical, what's going on, what they're doing to fix it. I mean, so Apple had a internal email that got leaked um, to all their support staff that basically said, deny it. doesn't happen. doesn't exist. Don't put them onto Tier 2 support. There is no such thing as malware. Deny it, deny it, deny it, deny it, deny it. And they're still doing that at the moment, but they are, they are in the latest release, they have actually issued saying that if there was happened to be malware in our Mac OS, that this will no, this will get removed when we do the update, just like Microsoft does with their releases. So poorly handled, I'd say overall. Yeah, no, it was interesting when I was reading that stuff. I thought, ooh, you know, Apple need to be a little bit careful about how yeah. you know how they do this stuff. There needs to be a level of transparency, and I think that's something that some of the other vendors have learnt but um, yeah but I guess the thing is that Apple's not really had to deal with it till now have they I mean no they, that's so true I mean there have been viruses on the Mac and you know a, you know a lot of organisations that have a lot of Macs will have come across it yep but not you know probably not at this level this one seems to be um, to be really major actually just on that I went to a site today just trying to find uh, one of our the affiliate companies that I work with and it went to this weird site and then it popped up um, a Windows Explorer in my Explorer window it popped up a representation of my machine's Explorer and it actually went through and started showing me oh you've got viruses and things started flicking through rather rapidly and I thought to myself this is really clever it, it looked it really looked, real and you could actually drag and drop the dialog box that came up I mean it's a little Ajax yeah. box in the window yeah, yeah. and you're just like oh my goodness i got viruses it's like do you want to download the antivirus well of course no <laughs> that, and that's exactly what this one's been doing on the Mac hasn't it if you're using a Mac you go to a particular site yep. this pops up it, it looks like it's an actually uh, you know part of your part of your uh, Mac system it's a it's a Mac window not the usual sort of Windows based ones they're totally targeting Mac users really heavily so with this stuff. one of the key things was is there been a, there's been a new variant of it so the first one actually prompted you for the um, root password so when you know oh, you're at admin yeah, credentials this, the, the latest variant bypasses that yeah. so now <laughs> yeah so it actually gets, a, it gets around it so there's two variants now so the first one it prompts you and people were not used to it and now the second one bypasses that and the other key thing wow. was also is that there's a lot of the virus vendors now you've got Windows you've now got antivirus for Android on your phone there's a lot of now Mac antivirus vendors coming into play as well so yep. yeah, I would say no matter what operating system you're running um, make sure you've got antivirus of some description on there, um, whether it's Linux, Mac, PC, yeah, Absolutely should. I mean, do definitely look around at some of the reviews online because some of the some of them out there aren't very good. Yeah, particularly some of the free ones. You know, why would somebody give it away? Uh, you know, I imagine in, in time, if this stuff keeps happening, Apple will, will come to the party and, uh, you know, make something available themselves a little bit like what um, you know what Microsoft has done with their security essentials which is actually a really good product uh, but you know there, there's plenty of good um, antivirus software yeah, out there definitely so yeah but the times are changing you know three four years ago we wouldn't have been talking about you know malware or Macs now as they've got you know 13 percent of the market and they're getting bigger and bigger they're a bigger target platform for everyone I see online have we got something uh, yeah, the guys just want to refer just say it's actually malware not malware S- sorry you've been guys. referring as malware <laughs> I just saw them referring as Brad like, does yeah. that every week though there's I'm always sorry. there's always one or two words that uh, that Brad gets mixed up on so uh, well it, it probably right. is written by blokes so it's probably pro- quite Mal- accurate malware sorry yeah, malware malware, <laughs> malware. <laughs> thank you Geek Zone. 
All right, we stand corrected, don't we, guys? Well, I, I do for this week. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying we because I know I'm going to get hit for something yeah. later on that I get wrong at, at, or whatever. So you'll well. break something. I'll say something wrong. We'll get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> we're all known, we're all known for doing something wrong, right? Um, all right. Now, in other news, uh, we've got um, the D9 conference coming up. Yeah, that's ne- next week, which we're expecting some interesting, uh, interesting news. And Apple have got their um, their dev conference coming up. Is that uh, is Correct. that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, June ninth yeah. for the dev conference. I that's think right. it is. Yep. Um, you've also got Com Comtex Comdex. I can't remember. Geek Zone, tell me if I got that wrong. Um, coming up, and that starts tomorrow actually, where there's been a whole lot of new tablets. Are uh, flavor of the day? Dual boot, Android, Windows seven tablets. There, um, D nine will have Steven Sanofsky from. Microsoft talking around hopefully Windows 8 and showing us what's going on there. No, um, and the Mac conference we're hoping will have the um, Lion release. Yeah, we're definitely hoping they'll be the formal formal launch of OS X Lion, which is the 10.7 version. So yeah, I've been seeing what the two two things I've saw were they will be talking about the new OS X, and they will be talking about iOS changes. Ooh. So whether there's an update, whether there's I mean I I don't know if there's any new devices as such. Yeah. Well, so I'm, I've, I'm actually running Lion at home at the moment, as we were talking about earlier. So I'm one of the things we've got to be careful with is Apple's quite tight on what we can and can't talk about. So we've just got to check it out. And if we can next week, we'll go into the Lion experience, and I'll try and bring it in the office here so the guys can have a play. Yeah, there there is a b- bunch of stuff that's public already in terms of user interface yeah. changes and other capabilities. Uh, they've also announced the way that uh, the Macs talk to... Uh, Windows servers, which is what tends, you know, most businesses tend to run. Um, they were previously using the open source uh, Samba software, sort of tied into OS X to um, to talk to Windows. They've they've ditched that apparently due, due to some licensing changes, and Apple have uh, have put their own their own um, software in there to do that. So yeah, there's a few interesting bits and pieces, and Apple have been struggling in terms of their Windows server compatibility lately. And in some situations, does seem to vary. So um, that will definitely be good if uh, if Apple nails that one this time around. All right, so that's that's line. Definitely, yeah, definitely, we're uh, we're keen to chat about that a little bit more once um, once that's all official. Yeah, I mean, once we can talk about it, I can sort of go what my experiences are so far. So yeah, a little bit of a play. Good, good. And what other announcements are we expecting to uh, to see at the conferences? There's um, there there was something I read um, the other day about a new tablet coming out that's going to run Windows Seven, and then it'll also allow you to run Android, I think, via emulation, uh, possibly even a dual boot situation. Um, what have you guys heard about that? I've heard about I've heard dual boot laptops, but the emulation stuff—that was I, I think it was about. was it Android emulating Windows Seven? I thought other, it was that way, way around. Other way around. So Windows Seven is your main OS, and then uh, Android through uh, through an emulation layer, so you sort of get access to uh, you know in theory best of both worlds, which sounds interesting. The performance and UI. If it's going to be on a tablet, the one thing Apple's got is that UI is just slick. Yeah, and unless. Unless Honeycomb's on there and you can skin that across Windows 7, yeah, the UI is what's going to let it down. It needs to be a better... I mean, when Windows itself I mean, doesn't have a good you know, user interface for, you know, for pure touch stuff when you, when you compare it to, um, you know, when you compare it to the iPad. Hence why I'm using my iPad right now. Because it works and it's easy. 
and it's the only thing you had with battery left. <laughs> well, that's true. You've got to commend Apple on good good battery life. I just um, have to say that we are actually dropping on batteries here at the moment. We've got an HP down and an IBM down. We're on to iPhones and uh, iPads and Windows Phone sevens, and Internet off Windows Mobile six yes, top five devices. Right. So, well, that's yeah. kind of my f- fault because my ThinkPad's been in my bag for the last week, and because I mo- mostly use my uh, MacBook Pro these days. I oh, haven't thought oh. to look and, and charge it, you see, and uh, and it was flat, so there you go. Oh, by the way, from last week, I know of two people that have gone and bought the Samsung Series 9. nine. Sam- Samsung? Okay, the Samsung Series <laughs> 9 device, and um, they're, they're loving it. They are absolutely loving it. They um, One of the guys, he um, spilt some coffee on his MacBook Air. Well, he didn't. His daughter did. Um, and so he had an option to go out, and he had had a go of it, and he went out and bought the Samsung, Samsung Series 9. Got it right. And, yeah, he says it's absolutely lovely. He's a, he's Def, a Definitely a nice yeah. laptop, that He's one. a Mac user as well, yeah. so he's I'm having to teach him how to use Windows, but, um, yeah, he's really liking the look and feel of it, yeah. so. Yeah. No, it's, it's a really cool bit of kit, actually. Yeah, very good. Good on you, Harvey Normans. Good, good, good. All right. Well, I mean, it's just a, we're seeing heaps of great product coming through from Samsung, aren't we? Yeah, they've got and a big run. That's that's definitely one of their uh, one of the best at the moment. I'm really hoping that with all these conferences coming up and into the next year, that uh, every competitor starts picking up its game big time and encouraging each of each other to be better at what they're doing because it's only going to be good for the consumer. Yeah, we're exactly. going to win. We're yeah. going to win. Yeah, no, I think I think it's 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 good all round. So that's great. Uh, Brad, now over the last few days, um, you've been playing around with uh, with some new handsets. Oh yeah, I, I well from last week's show, I got given the LG Optimus Two uh, X and the Xperia from um, Sony. And so, what did you comparing the LG to the Sony? Uh, that yeah, what, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, they're both targeted at slightly different sort of audience, yeah, but they're different. both Android based. Uh, I think and they're, they're probably both in a similar sort of price yeah. range, right? They're, they're towards the top end. And I think this, the second point there is about the price. Um, the LG is just beautiful. I mean, hardware-wise, it is absolutely smoking fast. It is beautiful phone to use. And it's got the dual-core dual core CPU, right? HDMI is, output on it. Um, the screen on it is absolutely stunning. But the one problem I do have with it is that um, the Android skin that they've put across, and I was talking to Owen about this after last week's show, is just not quite there. That's the one problem. You expect something with, once you're using it like for applications, it just absolutely clocks along. Mm. But when you're doing the screen scrolls and everything and you're used to that iPhone, you know, WinPhone type experience, it doesn't quite cut it at the moment. Not quite as smooth, right? No, but the once you're inside it using application, it is beautiful. The screen is lovely. Um, very good. I got, look, I got a day and a bit battery life on it, which is great mm. for an Android phone. Mm. Um, so yeah, standout. It's definitely worth it, uh, worth the investment. It's about thousand dollars, I think you said. Was yeah, nine nine nine. It's two degrees that have launched it yeah. here. So I think initially probably through their retail outlets, but I imagine. They'll spread that out to all the stores, you know, like Dick Smith and so on that sell two degrees products. Yeah. So. And it's just, it is a very, very nice piece. I mean, if I was to buy Android phone, that would be one of the ones I would look at along with the Samsung, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. But Yeah, that, that's not out yet. Yeah. But um, we're, I think that, that's that's really close as yeah. well, maybe in the, ne- in the next month. So, uh, yeah. So the Sony one, disappointing. 
Really disappointing. So we're we talking the Sony Ericsson Xperia Play? Yeah. Yep. This is the, the PlayStation phone, yep. the, the gaming one? It's designed to have uh, a PSP and a mobile phone merged together. Yep. And I think we were talking about earlier, it's like a PlayStation 1 emulator on an Android device. It doesn't quite cut it. The build quality of the phone's not there. The software's not there. I'm, I'm not convinced Android is a good gaming platform, to be honest with you. Um it just didn't. I mean, I work. think it has the potential for good games to be built on it, but this is my an impression was the way yeah. that they've the way they've done the gaming in this one. Um, you know, sure, if you're into if you're into uh, PlayStation stuff, you know, go for it. But in terms of you know when you maybe put it next to uh, iPhone and Windows Phone Seven with its Xbox gaming and so on. It's not the same level of experience, is it? No, it's definitely a little bit below. Skip, you had a go. What did you think? Um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was too bad, uh, mostly because the, Sony have actually come out and said, yeah, we're going to do two levels of gaming for you know, our little mobile market push, I guess. Yeah, so there's so, more to come, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. So they, they do, the, um, you're quite right, there is a PlayStation 1 emulator mode. So that's going to be for generally uh, for... I think it's non-certified PlayStation games. So right. general Androids will be able to start downloading and playing uh, these um, uh, PlayStation 1 titles. Um, so that's just going into the general marketplace. That's my understanding. The next level is they actually are developing specific games that are for the PlayStation compatible or PlayStation certified handsets. And they'll be a little bit more. And there's a few on there, the likes of FIFA and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, the, the, the only difference between them that you can see in this stage is that they're probably slightly more modern titles and they are widescreen. So does but, the FIFA game have like all the corruption and, and stuff like that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just had to drop that. That's FIFA 2012, <laughs> mate. That's FIFA 2012. You know, <laughs> if you want to buy it, you can call it FIFA 13, whatever you want. That's really. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, I played FIFA and I had a go of it. It just, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't put my finger on it. It was the controls just didn't feel right. It just didn't really work if it makes sense I, like, I think the thing is that we're, we're so used to if you go and compare it to a PSP or PSP Go the actual gaming platform you start realising hey, actually this thing um, isn't as slick as that it's not as fast it's not as responsive the screen is nice but the graphics probably a little bit better I mean you're probably not going to see um, God of War on the Android platform well, you might do. I mean, I could be wrong, but um, and that's that's what we expect out of our portable gaming platforms now. But is that wrong to expect that? No, it's not. I mean, the iPhone is definitely delivering games up towards yeah, that level as well. It's HD. It's beautiful. So, I my only hope is that the the form factor is pretty good. Um, the controls weren't too shabby. I felt. Um, I mean, really, they're well, trying it's the only, to. It's the only phone that has those types of controls. It is. I mean, and it's you're trying to squeeze it into a little pocketable device. So, yep. you know, I thought that, that it was quite cool having full, full know, marks for effort, shall we say? Yeah, reasonable, <laughs> reasonable you know, capability there. But and, and they're not trying to that probably your um, non-gamer like me would use. Whereas I tend to have no. a phone that can play games, and oh, because my phone plays games, then I'll start playing games. But that's not my number one concern. So I think you'd have to have, to buy that phone, you would have to, number one, be interested in games and want to have that. Wouldn't you buy a PSP, though, if that's the case? If you, if you want to play games on a portable device, wouldn't you just buy a PSP and get a bigger screen and a more solid building build device? Probably, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I know that it's have nice having the phone capabilities there, but I got uh, my wife to try and call me while I was playing a game, and it's supposed to integrate and sort of pop up and pause and do a few things. It just 
failed. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't. Get, it just would not work. And I, I tried a couple of reboots to double check before I, you know, went out and give it a go. So mm, that was that, that was a pre-production sample, and I know that yep, that, that, that they warned me because I, I did a uh, review online uh, with socialmedianz.com, um, and th- and yeah, one of the things they came back with because I, you know, I highlighted some of the crashes. They said, "Hey, it is pre-production, and there will be a finalised version okay. of, right, it, of it out. There'll be, you know, there'll be some updates, possibly on the hardware side as well as the software side." And I don't so. want to go on bagging it because if it is pre-production, then that's not fair to them. Yeah, but so you just got to bear that in mind. Yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to. It's look as a phone, it's fine. It's it works. It's Android. It's the same look and feel. But as a gaming platform, yeah, maybe I'll we'll have a look at when it comes RTM. Mm. One of the differences between that one and um, the LG was it runs. Um, it runs 2.3, runs gingerbread. Oh. So, um, um, but with the different interfaces on top and so on, you don't really notice that so much anyway. Yeah, look, the L- the LG one though is if I, if I had a thousand dollars to spend on either either one of those phones, it's the LG one. I mean, right, it yep. is really smoking hot. Mm. It's a gorgeous piece of hardware. Cool. All right. Uh, now, next on the list, we were going to have a quick chat about um, staying on the phone front for for a couple more minutes. Um, Windows Phone 7 last week, we talked about the Mango update. So what did you do uh, last uh, through? last morning at 3am, Paul? Uh, well, that, w- that, was, uh, that was when the announcement sort of took place in London and, and New York. And uh, it was 2am, actually. So uh, uh, so I had a late night anyway and, uh, and, and caught those announcements and, and then went to the New Zealand uh, press event sort of first, first thing in the morning as well. So... Uh, yeah, there, there was there was a fair chunk to take in, but I guess the main thing that I that I took away is that Windows Phone is really doing something fresh. You know, it is not a clone of the iPhone or a copy of something else. Is they're really innovating and doing some fresh things that other platforms aren't doing. Yep. And you know, when in some ways, you know, you look at a lot of smartphones and you've got this array of apps that you can start. You know, pretty much the same as you know, if we look back. You know, Windows 3.0 when it came out 21 years ago, it had an array of icons for apps, and you could go into an application. Right, that's sort of your standard way of of accessing, uh, you know, features within most smartphones today. And Windows Phone 7 is really innovating around this hub concept, these live tiles, where it's not just an icon for an application. It's a, you know, it's a large icon that'll take you into that particular area of the phone, be it gaming, and there's a whole lot of fresh stuff in the gaming space, be it your your people hub where you you know you interact and 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 get updates on all the people you deal with, um, you know you've got all these live bits and pieces, and with with the number of those, the content on them, you know changes and refreshes and information sort of bubbles to the top, which is is really cool. It's it's a, there's a lot more social media integration. That for me was the big thing. I, I mean. I know there's a lot of it, everyone pulls out their own parts, but for me, the way that it's starting to integrate um, the social media side of things. So if you're having, if I'm having a text conversation with Skip and I pull in Paul and he's not on, say, um, in a text, he's on Facebook. It'll bring Facebook in as a chat facility or, or vice versa. Or vice right? versa. I mean, it's more likely yeah. people have their text capability be working all the time, right. but but you know you might. Yeah, you might start chatting with somebody using the Facebook capability or Windows Live Messenger or something. And it's seamless. And then, yeah. you know, they're like, hey, I've got to shoot out. You know, that's fine. They log off that, but you can still keep chatting to them via via text or whatever other yeah. channel they've got going, which is really nice. Yeah. And I think, 
you know, in a lot of countries there's been a, a high cost of text messaging, and it still is quite expensive even in, in New Zealand, uh, you know, following the re- recent, um, you know, an- announcements of carriers. It's, it can still be expensive if you're not on a texting plan. So it's great that it will, you know, give you these other options and methods that you can do your chats through. Yeah, it, it, again, it's through that one interface, which I think is really important to keep, is whereas other platforms pop in and out of different um, sort of menus or applications, this just keeps everything together nice and clean. Yeah, one of the other things I thought was quite cool, uh, in that sort of people's hub section of the phone, you can go into, you know, you go into one of your contacts, so let's uh, bring up Skip, it'll bring up a list of, um, you know, previous conversations, uh, you know, there might be email messages, you know, a whole lot of information that relates photos, you know, it pulls together things from all these different, uh, you know, what would traditionally be different applications. So, you, you know, if you're on a, uh, you know, let's pick an iPhone, for instance, you go into a contact on that iPhone, you will see their phone number, you know, a few little bits and pieces, email address, etc. maybe a photo um, that you've got linked to that contact, but that that's basically it. Whereas this is saying, well, I've got that in my contact information, but also I've got some other stuff here under my messaging applications. I've got some photos here from Facebook, and it brings all of that stuff together, which is is really slick. Yeah, it brings all the feeds into one area, doesn't it? Pretty yeah, much. Yeah, it was interesting. I was having a chat on Twitter with a guy that was talking about the show, and he was sort of saying, "You guys talk a lot about you know phones all the time." And one of the things I was just thinking about as we we're talking then and talking about Line and what we hope some Windows Eight and other ones is that the win the the phone concept of app stores and applications and the way you do it is going to be built into the next version of the OS's. Um, it's the way everything's going. So I suppose the reason we're, we're really keen on what's going with the phones and what's in the news and everything is it's really sort of giving us a forward look at potentially what's going to be in the next version of the major operating systems. That's right. It tends you know. to be leading the way, isn't Correct. it? And, yeah. and so you know, with phones, we're seeing more regular operating system updates. There's immense competition between Apple, Google, Microsoft, and and you know others that are that are playing in that space. Totally. Um, I mean, it is it is really great the competition because it means we're seeing a lot of innovation. New products keep coming to markets from you know so many different vendors, and yeah, as we're seeing, you know that's the, certainly the case with uh, Mac OS X uh, Lion. Is they you know they brought in uh, you know a number of bits and pieces that are from you know the iPhone iPad. Um, type environment and it, and, and I think that's exactly what Microsoft are trying to do as well. Yeah, and I mean hopefully we get to see some of that and hopefully with the the released version of the Mac OS we'll be able to sort of get an idea. I mean there there is an app store in there for instance and there's a very iPad look and feel to the way the OS looks so yeah, I suppose as as things keep moving along and with Honeycomb coming out from Google and you know we're going to see some real innovation hopefully coming in the operating systems I suppose the big question is to put to you guys is that operating systems range, let's say for argument's sake, an update once to every three years. Three years being Microsoft, Google being once a year, Apple being so 18 months, give or take, right? Yeah. What would you prefer to see? Every three years for an op- a major release of an operating system or would you like to keep it real short and sharp every year upgrading new version? And I mean major release, not just a little service pack updates. I, th- I think most people like, well, a lot of people like the innovation of of regular updates, but the, you know there's obviously a downside to it in terms of cost for the software, big changes, particularly in a business environment. Yeah, you know that that has a big impact, and we see that with um, with Apple and, and OS X, and you know their releases have been every 
12 to 24 months. They varied. Some of them have been shorter, some of them have been longer. And often with those updates, they a lot of stuff breaks when they when they brought those out. And I think that's been pretty frustrating for you know for those people having to maintain and support networks. And you've got you know Mac users running the latest version, and, and suddenly things don't work. Yeah, uh, that that's not a good look. And but it, I mean it's it's a hard uh, it's a hard you know balance to get it right. We almost need like a consumer version, so it allows us to have the really sexy, amazing stuff, new UIs quickly, and then have a, a longer release cycle for business-based stuff. Be great if they could do that, but reality well, is something and, else. And maybe, and and maybe that's why Apple and Google are doing so well because they are bringing things out, snappy, you know, quick yeah. things. Uh, where, whereas you know, Microsoft, we're having to wait three years to see the the next new operating system, um, and these features have been out in the market for eighteen months. So. You know. Well, it's a bit tricky. I mean, Windows Phone 7 is Microsoft's answer to we dropped the ball. I mean, yes. it's effectively that, so that it's a bit hard to compare. But I, I think there's a, there has to be a level of consistency on a phone, especially when it comes to business-type stuff, for at least a year to maybe two years, um, especially around hardware. I mean, I can't go back to the boss and say, hey, guess what? We've got a new version, but we're going to have to upgrade the hardware. And that is one downside that I find. I mean, I've got a... Hmm. I had you had <laughs> I had an iPhone 3GS uh, the latest iOS software came out for it and then it didn't support some features that were coming out for it it's like I'm only one hardware revision behind the one that's currently being sold so why am I now unable to upgrade and that for me frustrates me now the fact Windows 7 is coming out with a major update Mango update yep. um, and well, I don't have to replace the hardware on my new phone that's coming soon nudge nudge wink wink um <laughs> to my boss listening um, <laughs> um, that's great I mean that means I can go into business and say to the business let's standardise on a particular set of phones because we know that we're going to get at least a year two years out of it before we're going to have to change the hardware on it to try and hit some of this software a- Android if, if you don't bust the handset well of course but um, <laughs> but the thing is if you look at I, no, I'm just talking from my own experience so. uh, yeah I know you've got a slightly high hit rate but I mean if you look at the Nokia phones for example Nokia phones have always been quite robust they've been able to last much Absolutely. much longer than really two good. years yeah. into three years so uh, there's no expectation that the Windows phone 7 version is going to be any less robust yeah. than the usual standard so I'm expecting to get Wind- a Nokia Windows phone 7 device into the organisation next year and still have that device in an exec member's hand in two years' time. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and, and see how and, and, it should and, do. And that's a good point because yeah, I mean, definitely, I you know, I've come across people that are still using the you know Nokia handset they they've had for you know five or six years. It's not a smartphone, but you know, it's a really robust phone and 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 it's still working. Yeah. Yep. So um, that, that's that's a good point. And, yeah, certainly, you know, with a lot of these newer devices, they're just new versions coming out all the time, and it gets it does get pretty expensive to stay on top of it. Most definitely, most definitely. Mm-hmm. All right, good, good. What's next on the agenda, chaps? Open source news. I've been doing some playing again this weekend. <laughs> Tell us more. So, um, well, two things. One, now, again, skip... And geeks, and get, tell me if I get this wrong. Migo is the uh, is the version. Now, this um, Asus have just come out with their EPCX one hundred and one that came out yesterday. Did I get that right? Or not? Yes. Good. I'm getting nods. Um, and basically, that's a two hundred dollar laptop, fifteen inch screen, and it's running Migo on it, which is a two hundred US right, two hundred USD. Yeah. And that's a, a Linux project that was between Intel, Nokia, and I'm just looking for the third player. Um, 
and Maymo, M-A-E-M-O. Yep. And so basically these three companies have got together and built a $200, and it looks really nice. Well, they've basically built an operating system that's going to be it's an open source operating dirt system. Dirt cheap laptop kit, yep. really great. And so this, yep. is, this has just come out. So I'd love to see if we're going to get some of that in this country. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, Nokia have bought it out, which is obviously uh, interesting times for them as they move into the Windows Phone 7 world. Well, they've sort of put it to the side, but they're yep. still they're still, dabbling. They're, still, yeah, they're still doing some work in that space for lower-end devices, right? There was that big uh, Nokia world uh, beginning of the year, I think, and they were all expecting them to, uh, Nokia to turn around and say, we're going with this um, Mego, Memo, yep platform mm. for software yeah. and then when they said no we're sticking with Symbian you could hear the collective slap in the foreheads of every Nokia user going why? Why are we still sticking with this? It looks nice. It, it is good and I've actually seen it. A friend of mine um, who works in the IT industry has a Nokia with it on it um, and he loves it. It is slick and it's I mean it's Linux. Yeah it's quick. It's full, full blown Linux. I mean he can load up all his code that he uses for um, stuff <laughs> with quotes yeah. <laughs> um, and it works fast and just great. I mean he, I, I, I don't think I'll ever get him to move from that phone platform for a long time. Yeah, it looked, yeah, it looked really nice. It yeah, looked really yeah, nice. Yeah. So the, the other big one is obviously Red Hat spun up a, um, a, a division around Fedora, Fedora, and that's been going for a little while. And Fedora 15, as they quoted on their website, got released into the wild over the weekend. Yeah. So and it looks it's, it's there's a lot of key updates to it. Um, Fedora has got quite business friendly. I think it's a nice way of saying it. They've, they've really moved it so it can actually run in the enterprise space from what I could see. And, and the, the live CD I had a bit of a play with and a bit of a look around. So it looks nice. Um, I think it's quite a heavy install. Like I found some of the other Linux installations that were quick and you know not, not too big. They were like three 400 megs, some of them. Mm, mm. Um, it is definitely trying to compete, um, compete with Ubuntu. Definitely trying to go into that space and go through there, but it is definitely it's using um, GNOME three point Were you referring to um? Oh no, I got something else wrong. What is uh, it? I'll, I'll, no, go on, give it. It's you know. Ubuntu. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like a session of Sesame Street. It is. Tonight it is definitely. <laughs> but yeah, look. No, overall, it's um, it looks good. It feels nice. Um, I want to have a bit of a play with it for a little bit longer. But, yeah, it's out there. If you want to have a, a bit of a download, go to Red Hat and search it from there. Thank cool. you, Paul, for, you know, that. Oh, we have to be able to hassle each other. It's <laughs> yeah, we all, do. It's all part of the fun, right? Um, I'm going to be and, so and, self-conscious now. And, and, and for those who are listening in that are trying to Google these things and we've said the wrong words and they're scratching <laughs> their right, heads going, yeah. I can't find this thing online anywhere. Google's sitting there going, did you mean Ubuntu? Well, uh, well, it ought to correct sure. for you anyway. So. Yeah. so, moving right along... There are a few bits of uh, bits of news that we may not have covered off uh, in previous weeks that we probably should have. It was on the on the list, but we've been pretty busy. So one of those was uh, Rim, who are the, or Research in Motion, who make the BlackBerry. Yep, uh, came out um, ooh, a few weeks ago now with the Playbook that was released in the US. I'm not aware of it being released in any other markets. We certainly haven't seen no, uh, seen Vodafone or any or, or anyone here saying, "Hey, we've no. we've got these." Um, uh, so that's been out in the market. Apparently, they've already done a recall of some of the units. They had a Ooh, few uh, few dodgy good. dodgy ones out there. Uh, it is a fairly early launch in that a lot of the key apps aren't there yet, so it doesn't have a 
a full-blown uh, email capability yet. What? what? Which is a little bit strange <laughs> coming from uh, sorry from the makers of BlackBerry who so, say who, that again who, 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 who sell the BlackBerry, which is the email phone. Well, they 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 really kickstarted the the smartphone market with you know with email, really, didn't they? It's just <laughs> so yeah. So, wow. so so there's a little bit of stuff that's uh, that that's coming through there. Um, their first version, uh, if I've got this right, needs to ha- basically link off your BlackBerry to get online, so it doesn't have um, doesn't have the built-in 3G. But that's coming that's coming very shortly. Can, so I, can I ask a question? What does it do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. no, seriously, what, if you can't do email and you have to pair it off your BlackBerry device, what can it do? Well, I think if I've got it right, it. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a it box with the screen. Birds. It does angry birds. Well, it, it, isn't it being used by the Black Eyed Peas? It, don't they use it in their uh, music videos oh, as well? That's right. Yeah. It does look as though there's some cool apps coming through. But the the question the the question I would have is, do do Rim have enough of a market presence now to really be able to win much market share with this? Is it going to be able to go anywhere? Is it going to be able to get the traction? To attract a lot of software developers and so on, because at the moment we're seeing, you know, the market market share of you know of the BlackBerry product sort of sliding. Yeah. Uh, but hey, they're they're working as hard as everyone else, Microsoft and others, to innovate and to win back that market share. And of course, we've got um, HP in the market as well, who bought out Palm last year. Yeah, they're just the in the process of um, launching. Uh, I think laptops, tablets, and phones. So I, I've uh, heard from a little insider um, at HP that they're actually going around New Zealand at the moment to large enterprises showing off uh, an HP WebOS device, Slate device, mm. and they're actually showing that off to customers to try and get them on board to develop. So um, a lot of ISVs have actually seen this one of the new devices going around. Um, and if you're lucky enough, let us know what you think of it. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can get mm. our hands and have a bit of a play. But yeah, the, the, the software's been pretty pretty slick. I mean, that was always one yeah. of the things. Um, you know, with with the new uh, Palm, what are they called? Palm. Come on, somebody help me out here. What was the new Palm devices launched uh, sort of 12, 18 months ago? That no. was so long ago for me now. Yeah, that's true. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, okay, someone in the chat room, I'm sh- I'm sure will uh, will 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 fill us in. Uh, but their new devices were really slick. But the you know the problem was it's just a very hard for them to to really gain traction in the market again. So it's going to be that developer developer community as well. I think they've yeah. got to get that on board. Um, they've got to get the growth going really quickly. Yeah, Palm Pre is what I was trying to come up with, and my memory was uh, <laughs> it's right, it uh, the pre. playing with my mind, and Palm Pre 2 was the, the most recent. And thank you, Paul. Google Search, to help Paul Spain out there. Oh, rubbish. <laughs> it was Bing. Uh, <laughs> no, um, now, other bits and pieces coming through Samsung Galaxy S2 we had a chat about previously. Yes. That's another uh, dual-core Android handset. We're expecting to have a play with that uh, over the next week or so, so we'll report back, uh, report back on that and see how it compares. Uh, I think that one will be coming through um, Vodafone, is my guess at the moment, that they're going to be launching that here. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes up against the LG, um, which, which Brad has just been talking about, which um, two degrees of uh, shipping here. So uh, we'll come back with a little bit more uh, info on that. So big news on the Samsung. One million units sold in the first week. One million. One. No, I think no, it was first, first 30, 30, 30 days. Sorry, thirty days. Oh, they're selling one every three seconds. 
Yeah, that, that's quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the understatement of the year. By oh, they just sold, they, they, they've just sold uh, half a dozen of yeah. them. But one every three seconds in their first 30 days. Oh, no, they's just sold seven of them. Sorry, that's I'll just, stop updating just, you on their yeah, sales. Yeah. We'll write a, little, write a little app on your phone to actually tell you. <laughs> but no, look, that, that's incredible run rate. That really is quite phenomenal. So it'll be interesting to see how it, how it holds up in the you know, next couple of months. This is, I reckon this is going to be the major problem for mobile and pl- uh, tablet devices coming into the next year is where are the manufacturing plants? Because everyone's manufacturing huge amounts of these devices. Someone's going to have to luck out somewhere along the lines. I'd love to have shares in ARM. <laughs> exactly. Back in the day, that would be lovely right about now. Yeah. But, I mean, there's, there's, surely there's not that many manufacturing facilities for all the different platforms that are starting to come out. And it's going to become even more intense as we start getting into new tablets. So I reckon it's going to be the war of the manufacturers, whoever can get the items out there. And we've seen it. Um, the iPhone, the white iPhone, I mean, how long did that take to arrive? And that was purely manufacturing from what I understand. I mean, how hard is it to put a white background on a phone? To be honest, but well, there was there was a um, a young chap in the states who actually came up with um, you know basically a new cover that you could put on put on your phone. I th- I'm not sure whether you actually took off the existing cover or whether it went over the top to turn your phone into a white iPhone. <laughs> um, and they were selling it was you know hundred bucks or so, but I think it was uh, it was pretty much a a you know you could do the upgrade yourself. Uh, and apparently Apple have uh, are now gone after this kid and um, yeah, trying to trying to nail him for it. There was a guy in Australia also that had um, he was he was doing something with iTunes where he he was giving away free iTunes vouchers to the iTunes store in Australia. So he was trying to give get money to people trying to use Apple Store, and um, Apple are taking him to court as well. <laughs> it was, it's like you this guy's trying to help your business. He's not taking anything away. He was legally selling iTunes cards, and they're, they're taking him to court. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, too. Yeah, take him to court. No, that does sound a bit rough. But yeah. I don't know the details. I'm, I'm sure that uh, Steve's got a, a got a good reason for it. So, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we're coming towards a close this week. Uh, there have been probably the last thing I was going to mention was um, someone who we did have a – we have had a quick chat to these guys um, but haven't locked – locked them down in terms of coming on the show um, I called them a few weeks ago it is the guys from Martin Jetpack well done guys 5,000 feet well I was I was so pleased that to see so that that is so cool I was, news isn't it I was so happy to be a Kiwi that day yeah very <laughs> that cool. was so very cool yeah Talk about shutting up the critics in one easy step. I just thought that was, was so great, cool. Because you know people were mocking them. Oh yeah, this this little jetpack thing, and he gets a couple of meters off the ground, sort of thing. Oh, <laughs> and look, there they are. I was, know, I was on the more than a kilometer up, right? The, the Aussie awesome. websites initially were having a field day. You know, Kiwis can't fly. Yeah, that was very very quiet. I saw it on Sydney Morning Herald this week. The first thing was about the jetpack, and it was really great. And then the next thing was about this uh, BMXer doing the first world's triple back oh, yes, it's been yeah. a great week yeah and it's like you know it's been like oh cool Kiwis are in their profile over there at the moment it's great to see it's a good thing a very good thing yeah the really interesting I've, I've been up to Oshkosh the uh, the massive air show up in the states that uh, Martin Jetpack have been to and demonstrated and they did the uh, I was there the year after they did the big test that just showed the flight three feet off the ground sort of scenario yeah but um, the, the general vibe at Oshkosh is that this is an amazing product so the critics aren't the people that really know 
know what they're talking about, to be fair. It's kind of those guys that are just sitting there like a news anchor going, well, it only went three feet off the ground. That's not very flash. Um, but to see that thing fly and come down on the parachute, it was like, man, this is so very cool. Yeah, we, we're trying to get these guys on the show, so hopefully we can. Yeah, I will try and hook something up. As I said, I did have a chat to them on the phone a few weeks ago. Um, and, yeah, we need to, uh, now that now that there's a bit more news happening, we'll, uh, we will try and schedule that in for a, for a future episode. Definitely. All right. Um, apps of the week. Yeah, we're, we're going to test some hardware too next over the next week. I'm going to bring in a HP Touch Smart for you guys to play with, and I'm going to also try and get my hands on an HD Home Run. So we'll talk about that a little bit in the next few weeks oh, as well. okay. Sorry. Definitely apps, some cool yeah. kit. Yep. Apps of the week. Yep. yep. Apps of the week. So Android app of the week. I knew you were going to ask me that. And I'm not prepared. Can we go to the next one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What What have you got uh, lined up at the moment, Skip? What's well, let been, me tell you uh, what's what's good in the new Symbian S60 platform. Uh, of course, my uh, my stuff's all completely toast. Yeah, because you. Um, so what? Actually, tell us what happened. I, I'm, I've just been getting uh, constant uh, crashing and app lockups and uh, unreliable connectivity with my uh, my iPhone. So uh, unfortunately, that thing has now become. Um, a very expensive touchscreen uh, Angry Birds uh, interface <laughs> and doesn't do much else. So, nice. Oh, that, that's a pity. So I, my app of the week's Angry Birds. It's good for three-year-olds. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just booting into my Android phone, so just bear with me. If we go to the Windows phone, yep. one, that'd be great to store me for a second. The, um, one of the apps I've been finding helpful um, is G-Reader. Uh, which is basically a, a Google Reader client for uh, Windows Phone 7, so getting all your RSS feeds and so on. Um, def- definitely a handy way to um, um, you know to dig into your content without having to visit a whole whole bunch of websites and so on. So um, that that's definitely one worth having a having a look up in the App Store. Um, there there are there are a few other um, cool ones, but I'll leave it at that for this week. Brad, um, my, my Android phone's not booting at the moment. <laughs> oh. Actually, there's one app I, I wouldn't mind talking about. It's a web app. Always oh, please. Um, this is uh, an application called Sprout Social, and um, it actually they've just done a recent change this week. Actually, uh, actually, sorry, last week. Um, so the idea of Sprout Social is it ties in all your social networking stuff together, so you can actually track how well you're doing your interactivity and talking to people and following people and I guess if you're a business or you're definitely interested in social networking stuff it really helps being able to stay connected with um, the people that follow you and the people you should be following and monitors the net for conversations around your organization so you can set up up keywords and I've actually discovered Twitter conversations about the organization I work with outside of the works Twitter Sphere, so we've been able to tie into them and say, "Do you realise how? Hey, we'll we'll fire your information on what you're talking about and that sort of stuff." But they have just it, it integrates into Twitter, Facebook, Facebook pages, and so um, it's got LinkedIn, LinkedIn was the one I LinkedIn's think they added last week. I noticed. Yeah, no, yeah. they've even gone, gone even better. They've actually linked in Google Analytics. So you can ah, tie yes. in your Google Analytics into it, yeah. and if you're doing blog posts and posting around your Twitter uh, account and your Facebook and trying to link in that, you can actually track how your Twitter social networking stuff is actually doing driving people to your brand. 
So, um, yeah, SproutSocial.com. I, uh, it is a paid service. You get 30 days free, and it's got a professional, which you pay nine ninety five a yeah, month very for. very reasonable for the basic professional one. If you yeah. go to the next plan up, it's um, well, the, it's, it's quite... The, well, the next plan up's even bigger. And if you're doing, uh, if you're a brand that has um, locations like a restaurant or a retail chain, it ties into Gawala and uh, Foursquare. So then you can actually start tracking the your constituents checking into your brand's and manage that and interactivity in that. So um, I think if you're a business and you're doing social networking stuff, especially if you're a retail store wanting to look at how to tackle social networking stuff, this is definitely a tool that you need to have a look at. It is definitely a useful tool. It's a very amazing tool. Yep. Um, for the browser app of the week, I wanted to mention around um, how you pin with IE9. So what you can do is if you go to a site like, say, New Zealand Herald, you can grab that tab and put it straight into your taskbar and it creates it as like an application icon on your taskbar. So then from then on in, you can basically click on that and it launches IE9 as a branded application. So it has the same coloring look and feel. It is very, it's very nice very the nice. way that works, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it varies from site to site in terms of what, they, what they've got there in terms of uh, you know, capabilities. But uh, there's the jump list you know, capability that people can build into their websites. It's very easy to do. Uh, for any web developers out there uh, to support having these uh, jump lists, I think you can have uh, you know five menus that are linked through to your jump list, and uh, that's definitely something something worth doing. And for all the people that is giving me absolute grief about using IE9 at the moment, it actually works, and it works really well. So shush. I <laughs> am. Oh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of grief. Yeah, you should use Chrome or Firefox, but I'm absolutely having no problems with IE9. So I've been using um, Chrome because obviously I had that flash bug and it was driving me mad until we got that fixed. So I used Chrome for a little while. Um, I found that was really fast, like lightning fast. Yep. But I found um, Firefox quite sluggish, actually. It was kind of weird. It was sort of, I used to find Firefox really, really quick. And mm. now with Chrome and IE9, they've, got, they've just got a little bit quicker and nippier. Um, I've got my Android phone up and working. So my app of the week is NZ Road Info. Now, obviously, with winter coming up and we're doing a lot of driving around, um, there's a really, really good uh, integrated app that brings you up what's going on in the roads in New Zealand, any issues. But for your local region, it, it works out by um, you know, geolocation, brings up all like the Auckland motorway systems because we're just near a motorway here where we record. It's showing me what's going on around here. Um, making sure that everything's all right, um, brings up live web cameras, and actually sees what's going on with the motorway traffic. And that's on the Android 2.2.3 platform. Okay, cool. So that was it. I finally got it up and running. It's it's certainly good. Uh, what I'm I'm been uh, pleased about is there are a lot more developers in New Zealand, uh, you know, producing for the mobile platforms. It's really evident that there's you know when we look at our population. We're getting a we're getting a large number of quality apps being developed out of out of New Zealand um, for the various mobile platforms. And the one thing I'm really liking is that agencies like uh, Transit are actually exposing a lot of their data and webcam type stuff. So it's like, you know, this stuff is actually going to be beneficial for organisations to share that information for apps like, well, the, this Android app and for other bits and pieces as well, like uh, the AA. Uh, service Twitter service is phenomenal. I think uh, it's is great. I can know immediately when traffic's bad. It's generally between the hours of most days. <laughs> <laughs> can I actually quickly add another Android app? Is that right? 
far away. Okay, so there's a you Android fanboy. You, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's good fun. So there's a really good app called Social Camera, and what it does is it integrates in with all your different social media sites like Flickr, Facebook. Um, I can't remember. There's one other service that's built in there by default. And when you take a photo with it, it allows you to. So if I take a photo of say Paul or Skip here, I can actually tag that photo and actually say Skip Pucker put it up online, it'll automatically upload into Facebook, do all the tagging, associate, send an email out, find Skip and do it all there. And it actually integrates really, really nicely with metadata associated to your photos. And if you're doing a lot of Flickr photos, it's a really nice way of keeping track. You can actually highlight five or six people and actually individually click on the image and select the person that you want to put the name. So if you've got a group photo, you can put the whole family there. And it's just really, really nice interface for um, the Android um, platform as well. Cool. That sounds good. And now, since we've been slightly sidetracked, sorry. Um, one of the features that I, <laughs> I didn't dive into on the new Windows Phone 7 stuff is their, um, their app for, for or their, their photo capability now will, will also do recognition of the people that are in your photo. So if you take a photo of someone and then you, you, know, you want to put it up on Facebook and, and whatnot, um, it takes care of sort of tagging the people. Now I'm not sure exactly how that ties in with Facebook and and you know and the apps and bits and pieces on the phone yet because I haven't had a play with it, um, but that's pretty cool to have facial recognition you know built right into the device like that. So th- there's a bunch of those cool little features that we'll talk more about once we you know once we really get a ha- our hands on with you know the beta version or, or when we get a bit closer to the launch so yeah. um yeah, i'm just cool. picturing my phone taking a photo of me and it's shutting down from facial oh my god no i'm not shut down <laughs> crash <laughs> you know you're ugly when yeah, that, that's <laughs> right <laughs> facial recognition crashes <laughs> oh, oh since we've do, um, gone off track a little bit one of the other cool things i saw today <laughs> sorry i'm gonna slip this in here, here we is go. um so some guys in russia have uh developed the um, an application for the connect to merge a Kinect camera with augmented reality. And they've put it into a commercial uh, premise around clothing. So what it does is for um, ladies that are doing, uh, want to try on dresses, they can select the dress and it, it literally puts the dress on them while they're standing there. They can turn around. The modeling was pretty, pretty good. And they could actually try on five or six different dresses and it automatically fitted it to their right size and everything. So it wasn't just a graphic. It would put a, a size 14 dress on a 14 girl and a size 10 dress on a 10 girl. It was, And it actually did a really, really good job. So um, the people are starting to develop, obviously, with the open source world around the Kinect and actually getting to the augmented reality world with um, Kinect, which is quite funky. So Yeah, wow. really cool. that's, that's, that's interesting stuff. All right, I digress. Sorry. All right. Well, that's us. This has been the NZ Tech Podcast episode 13 we're signing out until next week catch you then you can of course find us online nztechpodcast.com twitter at nztechpodcast and also facebook.com slash nztechpodcast so see you there see you everyone bye ciao